welcome everybody to North Point Plus. This is episode 89 ish <laughs> pretty no it's 89 i'm fairly certain it's 89 um, if not you'll find out in the comments section once this oh, is posted yeah and i wish there was a good way i could cut it out but i don't think i'm that good at editing that would be it funny would be this like is episode really, 80 90 and, cut and we're already talking yeah <laughs> not good but uh so how, how have you been jake coward Oh, it's this is a social podcast now. How have I been? Yes, it's so funny because Rick. Every time I go right into it, Rick is like, "Oh, you don't want to have some banter," and I'm like, yeah. "I just thought it would happen." Yeah. So now I'm trying that with you, and you're oh, like, "That's cool." Why are we talking? I'm good. I'm putting a fence up at my house. If we're just gonna talk social here, you guys can feel free if you want to get like biblical stuff. Go ahead and just skip ahead, probably. But yeah, I'm putting a fence in at my house right now. Nice. That's fun. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. All by yourself? No, no, okay. I wouldn't do that because okay. uh, it would not get done and be done terribly. So I have people who know what they're doing, and then I'm just there for the muscle. Mm. The muscle. There you go. <laughs> Boom. Somebody's very Boom. <laughs> thinks highly of themselves. <laughs> but <laughs> no, that is very nice, very nice. Well, yeah. you spoke on Sunday. I did. And uh, do you want to give us a little recap? Sure. We're ending... Uh, First Thessalonians, we were um, jumping that va- very last section there in chapter 5, starting at verse 12 to the end, and uh, just kind of chatting through what is kind of the, the last advice that Paul wanted to give since it's the end of his letter. We talked about um, the analogy because it can kind of feel like it's a, a scattered thoughts, like Paul's taking a lot of hard left turns from sentence to sentence, really. Uh, so we gave the this uh, idea that it's like leaving your kid for camp, and you're giving them these last advice of like, hey, these are the things you need to remember and keep in mind, and Paul's kind of doing that there with the church and Thessalonica, like, hey, as I'm wrapping up this letter, like, make sure you remember, make sure you get this stuff, like things that would be important. Some of it generic he gave to every church letter that he wrote in, or most church letters, some of it specific to them. And then we just kind of try to see, you know, hey, what, what of that advice really applies to us? And it was everything from uh, things about prophecy, things about uh, prayer, things about um, church staff or, or, or church leaders, like all of that kind of stuff, and just some of Paul's final advice. I also... Um, Saying uh, it's raining men. Yeah, I there did. that was. Did you do that, that was both fun. Services? Well, I did it first service. So I felt like I had to do it second service then, yeah. kind of thing. And so um, it was awful both times. I don't think Jamie has yet to walk in my office and say, "Hey, Jake, we found I your calling." So <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I was in the first service and I like saw you like say it, and then you're like. Why did I just say yeah, that? Like yeah. backpedal. Sometimes things bit. come out and you're like, "Well, it's I got I got to deal with this now." That's okay. So. Everybody laughed. Yeah, it was okay. That's because I was singing. Of course, everybody yeah. laughed. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, part of the tone deaf tenors. <laughs> we won't get into that story, but yeah. Um. Well, also we have a little comment about Rick's last message. It was mm-hmm. on um, sexual sin, and somebody just brought up that um, they talked about it in their life group and had like really good meaningful conversations and so that's awesome I, we love to hear that that um people are um talking about it more opening up the conversation mm-hmm. maybe even taking it different paths than just speaking with people in their life groups because we always talk about how important life groups are and everything so yeah it's really much more effective when those good conversations are happening in life group yeah because you know, like we have cover- we talk from a platform we're able to have mm-hmm. all those kinds of things and that's one level but being able to really apply it into your life and talk about, hey, this is this is my life situation, and, and have trustworthy people to go through on that. That's cool, man. That's yeah. what life groups are there for. 
Yep. Um, so along with that comment, we did have some questions, but these are for you now. So. Sorry, Rick. Um, Take a back seat now with your good sermon stuff. Everyone's complimenting right. you on. Back. He'll be back. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so can you fill in the blanks? I missed something. Prophecy should be tested. Does it align with scripture? Do they follow Jesus? Blank. That yeah. one's from Abby. Yeah. Okay. Hey, cool, Abby. Um, thanks for the question. Um, so <laughs> I wasn't actually like prescribing and saying like, these are the questions that you have to ask. There's a, probably a lot of good resources out there and a lot of good ways that you could. These are what I, what I go through. Um, some suggestions. Uh, does it align with scripture? was one. Um, if not, we, we toss it out because scripture is kind of that baseline. If somebody's giving you something that is against what scripture would say, you just ignore it. Like it's, it's not there. The Bible tells us that too. Like we, we would just toss that out. Um, if it is there, you test it a little bit more. Um, a lot of these have to do with the person who's giving it to you. Um, is the person who's giving that to you, are they actively following Jesus? So if somebody comes up from like, hey, the Lord has spoken to me, you know, and you're like, eh, I don't think you actually know Jesus. Like, I've never heard you talk about Jesus before. Like, you know, I wouldn't trust that as much. Um, I think you can also test and see, hey, does what this person have to say, does it edify me in the church or and, and or the church? Like, is it is it building up? Is it good for us? Or are they... Um, you know, it's just basically, I mean, I can't, I don't know another way to say it besides edifying, but is it edifying and building up to the church? Uh, another good question is the speaker in control when they received this, um, what's going on in their life? Are they, are they thinking of sound mind? Um, are they having some crazy out of body experience that they're like, Hey, I had this and then it came to me and this or that. And, and it just seems like, as you hear the story of how it came about, like, eh, I don't know, I, that sounds a little fishy to me. I think it's okay to be skeptical on those kinds of things. Um, is this from a place of love, even if it's rebuking? So when they're giving you this word, um, is it coming from a place that it's, it's care for you? Like they want you to know, Hey, this is, this is what God has given to me. And I want to give that to you. And, and, and it's from love, even if, Hey, this is a hard message, but I feel like God has has put this on here. I don't know what it means, but 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 He's telling me you need to stop this or you need to do this. Um, you know, and, or here's a warning about this. Like, hey, that could be a beneficial thing. Um, uh, but you just got to kind of test and see: is this coming from from a place of love? And the reality is, too, in all of this, is Christ glorified? In this, is this coming to fruition? Is this message come? Like, is God exalted? Is God lifted high? Is Jesus made much of in this? And it's really just to keep away from different things like gossip. Uh, but these are really good. Um, parameters to kind of put in place so that you can know like, hey, if it's falling into these kinds of things, some wisdom parameters in place, it's going to tell you like, hey, okay, I, I can dig into this. I can trust this a little more. And then realistically, does it come true? Um, you know, if there's a prophecy or someone's telling you these things, um, ultimately you're going to find out if it was true or not. And then you can know, hey, if I can trust this person when they're coming to me with these kinds of things or, or these kinds of experiences more often. If not, well, then you know, like, I'm not going to trust Sylvia. She's just coming to me with weird stuff all the time. So psh, forget that. that. We're going to post this. <laughs> I know. Um, so, but what you said in the beginning, like this, not like a set of like, here's like the rules right. to follow, right? This right. is just. And I think there's a lot outline. more in scripture and we weren't really trying to just dive into prophecy. Like this wasn't a talk about prophecy right. or spiritual gifts. So it's important to recognize that too. Like this is just a piece and we're trying to figure out what is it in first Thessalonians five that Paul is saying about prophecy. Mm -hmm. And really all he's saying is just test it. Don't just blindly accept it. Yeah, but he said that, test it to be there. And I think that's the big takeaway that we have from this particular passage right. about prophecy. But that was like, I don't know, that was like a really interesting part to even yeah. have added. Yeah, spiritual gifts, like, prophecy, all that are, are really cool, um, especially early church. Like they're trying to figure out what are those things, um, what is a message from God. You know, Scripture, I mean, Paul is writing this letter at this time, and then it becomes Scripture, but they didn't have this letter until this right. moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they didn't have the entirety of the Bible in the same manner that we do. And so prophecy or these things as they're looking to search, what is it God wants from us? Like these were all really important at that point in time. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so second question, um, kind of a question. So somebody said, it's Sue McKay. <laughs> Hi, Sue. <laughs> she said, I appreciate our staff. Thank you, Sue. We appreciate you. <laughs> um, so, and then is there other, um, opportunities to be serving in the church. Yeah. So there are lots of places um, to serve and plug in at North Point. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's great ways. And the reality is all that we're able to do as a church, uh, whether it's on Sunday mornings or things outside of that with uh, the community. I mean, you've helped out with a lot of our community impact events and things like um, Night to Shine and... Um, Just did the House of Promise. House of Promise. Thank you. That's the one I was trying to... Yeah. I was blanking. <laughs> you could see it like all of a sudden go dark right <laughs> there of that say, name. That was, it's still fresh. Yeah, it's happened. still fresh. So uh, all of that happens not because we as staff are able to do it. We are incredibly limited um, and in our time and our abilities, if I'm being honest. I love our staff, but we're limited. So there you go. Um, all of these things in the greater kingdom impact happens because uh, of the hands and the feet of the church. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's because people that are within our church are using their God-given abilities, time and talent and gifts and finances and all that to make a difference. Um, so we have opportunities outside of the church to serve in and be plugged in. Uh, also with inside the church, anything from uh, helping out on our greeting team to tech to band to working with kids, uh, holding babies in the nursery, making coffee, working with kids. Like there are yeah. so many things. I still working with kids multiple times because... That's the realm I'm in right now. But uh, yeah, it is cool. But And the reality is the thing is we don't want to just plug a hole and say, hey, cool, um, warm body comes here and right. does this. We want people to use their skills and abilities yeah. and talents and passions. We want to find that right fit for somebody. Uh, we would be more than happy to have that conversation if you're like, hey, I, I want to get plugged in more and, and serve in my church more. Like We would love that. We would love to have you on different teams, um, get to know people a little bit more. You, any of us as staff could kind of point you in that direction. And we're going to start that conversation of saying, hey, what, what do you care about? What what matters to you? Mm -hmm. uh, what do you feel like you're good at? And making that connection for people. Uh, we've also got the serve wall um, yeah, out yep, front that's, that's got good. all the cards. So if you're like, hey, what are those opportunities? That's a cool place to start. There's also uh, a tab in the app as well. So lots of ways to get connected for you guys. Yeah, and I've already had a couple people like email me and ask me like specifically like, "Hey, my family wants to get in serving." And they kind of give me like the outline and I'm like, "Yeah, great. Like check out the serve wall first yeah. because that's all the options like you and I made those and mm -hmm. put those out there and everything and like found these certain places. So those are good options, but when random things come up, I can just, you know, keep that on my radar like, yeah. "Oh, they said they wanted to do something. What about some yard work?" Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, so just random things, things like that or easy for kids like we picked up sticks and we were weeding. Like, yeah. that's great stuff to do with kids. So. Absolutely. And that's outside of um the church and on a Sunday, but um I think, you know, probably most people notice people running around on Sunday making everything work. And mm -hmm. so it is important that we have people um and also, it's fun. You're there anyway. And, like, mm -hmm. it always seems like, oh, but, it, you know, I, it's, I now I have to stay for second service. But, it, like, I serve in kids' world, and it's fun to get down there. Yeah. And then you're singing, and you're dancing. And these kids think you're funny, or maybe they think I'm stupid. But they're laughing at me, so it's fine. We're yeah. all having a good time. So It's always interesting to me when I talk to people about it who are, who are really hesitant get, about getting plugged into something mm -hmm. because they maybe don't feel adequate or they're not sure or timing or, like, all those things that come into it. And then there's always a point in time in those conversations where they turn to and they're like, man, this has been so good for me. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. I see it, you see it with kids all the time, but you also see it in serving uh, just coffee and getting to oh, know yeah. people or those things. And it was like, man, I didn't know what I was missing out on. But when I plugged in and used my gifts, like, man, it's been so good for me to get to know people, to, to use my gifts for a kingdom mindset. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and just to watch the growth that occurs, man, because there is something about us that grows. The Spirit's growing inside of us. When we're serving, when we're plugged in, that's an act of worship. In fact, I know some people that they get the most out of church life, like coming on a Sunday morning when they're serving. Like oh, that is yeah. just their thing. Some people it's music. Some people it's 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 diving in and hearing the word a little bit more. And for some people, man, it's just plugging in and serving and just being able to be the hands and feet a little bit more. That just really is worship for them and is growth inside of them. And that's a cool thing. Yeah. That really is. Well, and like a little look into what when we first started, me and my family started coming here. We were just the type, you know, to just come and then get up and leave. And, like, we were coming for a while. And, like, we still felt like we were getting what we wanted out Mm -hmm. of church and everything. But we weren't in, like, life groups. We weren't serving or anything. And I think the first time we were serving was when you were doing student ministry. Yeah. asked Jacob and I were married, I believe, at that point. And you asked us to come talk with you about it. And we're like, oh, we don't know. Maybe we'll just talk to you (laughs) about it. And then we ended up doing it. And it was, like, a ton of fun. Yeah. And then now we've kind of bounced around, done a little bit of everything. And it it is. It's fun. And that's the other thing I like that North Point does is, like, well, if it's not your thing or if it doesn't work out for you, that's fine. You don't have to keep doing this. We'll right. find something else that'll right. work and we'll work with you. So Yeah, it's the same idea that Rick talked about it yesterday with some of our giving. Um, you know, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Oh, mm-hmm. You know, so having that love for your church and being able to plug in and use your, your gifts and abilities and time and talents for that kind of thing, man, it just shows like you're treasuring it, you're prioritizing it, you're going to grow to love North Point, you're going to grow to love your church, uh, even if it's not at North Point, you're at another church at some point in time or whatever it is, like, man, at some point in time, church is not a consumeristic thing, it's a family that we're all pitching in to be a part of, and so yeah. it's important, I think, to get plugged in, and that's not to say that you have to do things you don't like, it's right. to figure out what is what that it, fit, yeah. Let's because try there's room for things. all of us in the kingdom to be able to use our gifts. Well, so. and I like feel like when we first started coming here, like, we didn't know anybody, mm-hmm. like, I just knew, like, a handful of people, and yeah. then now I know so many more people. But I'm like, oh, like I'll, I love talking to people on yeah, Sunday. Now absolutely. I'm that person that talks your ear off, you know, and people are running away from me. So, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> but, Sylvia. oh, here she comes. <laughs> no. Nobody runs away from Jake. We all love your husband. So, oh, I thought you were talking about yourself in the third person. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, that was humble. No, I know you always go to Jake first. You see us, you beeline for Jake. I do. He's cool. He's fun. He's my guy. Okay, we're on that <laughs> topic. Okay, next question. First um, Thessalonians four six says the Lord is an avenger in all things. How does this work with grace? Grace avenger. Grace avenger submitted that question. I like that. That's fun. <laughs> That's fun. Um, yeah. So uh, let's dive into this here for a second. I think it's important to recognize. Um, when we want to figure out what does the Bible mean by something, we can't just pull out a verse. Um, that's so like tempting to do at times. Um, whether it's um, you know even pulling out John three sixteen or pulling out um, uh, what is it for? I know the plans I have for you. Like all of those verses in Isaiah and stuff that come out, like and just everywhere. Um, context is key. So when we're reading scripture, we need to read the verses before and after, and think about the chapter that it's in. Think about the book that it was written in, the time period, all of those kinds of things. Uh, so I want to read that um, this verse but I don't want to read just 1 Thessalonians 4, 6. We're going to read kind of the chunk before and after because I think it provides a little context here. So 1 Thessalonians 4, I'm going to do uh, the first eight verses here. It says, Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to control his own body and holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, and that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this manner, 
because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this disregards not man, but God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. So there's actually a ton in there when we look at the context, uh, because it's easy to pull up that one section. And I'm not necessarily saying whoever sent this question is just trying to do that. You're just asking a question. I just think context, and you've probably already read it, um, it is so key to that. And it's key to this, too. So it says right before that, um, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this manner because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. Like that's just before and after. All of this is in the context of sexual sin. Like sexual immorality is what they're talking about. So it's just important to keep that in mind here. Um, and I think the context here um, is this idea that a healthy sex life is about giving to one another mm-hmm. and not just, just taking or be, about being self-serving. A lot of times sexual sin, I think, is rooted in self-serving. We have an affair because I'm not getting enough out of blank, because I need more blank, because it's, it's, it's about me. Uh, whereas a healthy sex life with your spouse it is about giving. It is about um, uh, being able to uh, be about others involved in this relationship as well. And so I think that's a, it's an important piece of that. I think the other thing, as it talks about the Lord as an avenger in these things, a lot of times with sexual sin, uh, we like to we really view it as a secret sin. Right, it, it's personal. It's my thing. Yeah. It's my sin issue. It's my whatever. And we don't even think about the greater impact that it has. Number one, that it's sin against God. Uh, it's sin against. My spouse, it's sin against maybe my kids that are in that. It's 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 against so many others. It's not yeah, just there. So it's hurting others. so many. It doesn't just affect us. It really has an effect on all of us around. Even and sin seeps into society too. So like when sin goes, it's a plague. It will spread. It doesn't just stay with you. Sin has an effect on so many others. And I think part of our problem is we, uh, as as all of humanity, we have a very small view of, of how bad sin is. <laughs> especially my sin, right? Mm-hmm. Like my sin is never as bad as everybody else's sin, but all sin is awful. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I don't, I don't just mean like sin is bad. No, I mean like sin is awful. Sin is what has broken the world. Mm-hmm. Like every single part of it, the wages of sin is death, not uncomfortableness, not just brokenness, not just sadness. No, death, sin leads to death. When you stop and think about that, like This is a terrible thing. Sin is a cancer on our world. It is killing all of us. It is the death. It is on all of us. And the wages of sin is death. And the punishment for sin that we all deserve is to eternally be separated from God. It's torment. It's judgment. It's all of that. That is the result of sin. That is what we deserve. And we don't want to like talk about that. Mm-hmm. That's uncomfortable for us at times because we have such a small view and we downplay how big of an issue is sin, right? And so then we, because we like grace, we like when grace comes upon us and grace is an incredible thing. But I think when we recognize how big and how horrible and how evil and black-hearted and wretched sin truly is, all that does is recognize, helps us as Christians and Christ followers recognize how good God is, mm-hmm. how incredible God is. Because in the perfect balance God has between both his justice and his love, that, that God will judge sin because sin deserves to be judged. It is black-hearted rebellion against him. And so there is this judgment at play within there in God's justice. But God's love is just as great and that he's the one who paid a, a, a cost with the priceless blood of his son to cover us. And that is, that is incredible. And that's where the grace piece comes in here. God is an avenger in all things. In other words, your secret sin does not stay a secret. 
It just doesn't. The justice and the love of God will not allow us to wallow in secret sin, but rather he exposes that, but he also provides covering for this wretched sin in our life with the blood of his son Jesus, that if we are willing to acknowledge our sin and repent of our sin and trust in Jesus as Lord and Savior, then this wretched evilness that we don't even recognize the weight of how bad it is is covered by the weight of a love that we don't even recognize how big it is, that it's this balance between the justice and the judgment of God and the, the, the weight of how evil sin is against the love of God that is willing to pay a cost that we just cannot cover amongst ourselves. And I think so it's in this concept of sexual sin, but God is an avenger in all things that he doesn't allow us to just to wallow in that sin, that secret sin that we would want to have. Yeah, and it is crazy that you said, like, we don't like to think about that, like mm-hmm. how terrible sin is. Well, and also, like, I feel like it just in this world today, too, how crazy people just not like they make seem sin okay but like i've seen like t-shirts and stuff that say like you know sinful or like whatever and yeah. like people wear it like it's funny or like yeah. it's a joke and it's just like it's i guess when you're living in this world where people are like that it's just kind of like yeah you do forget that it's like actually a horrible terrible thing and that it's what broke this world in the first place mm-hmm. and all that and i mean that's the garden right the serpent yeah. came and basically told eve it's not that bad yeah it's not that bad. Like we downplay sin immediately. Like eh, rebelling against God, breaking God's word, like going against Him. It's not that bad, right? You know, and, and a lot Everybody of times, everybody else is doing it. Well, yeah, kind of and as Christians, we even try and we almost downplay it on the other side of being able to say, "Well, the grace of God, you mm-hmm. know, I'm forgiven. I'm this or that." So, like, yeah, I'm still a work in progress. I'm still this or that. And Paul like says, "Should we sin more so that grace may abound?" Absolutely not. Sin is the worst thing mm-hmm. in this entire world. Sin is the root cause of death and disease, and famine, and all of this other stuff, you don't bring more of that into well, this world. And it's easy for people to label, like, oh, well, like, sinning, like, you know, like, murder, or killing other people, that mm-hmm. is, that's that's bad. Yeah, the things I have done That is bad, but the really things that bad. I do, or, yeah. like, not as bad as this guy, <laughs> like, just placing Yeah, and I am. I'm, wor- I'm not as bad as that guy. I'm worse. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, the reality is, I, I'm yeah. a black-hearted sinner, and apart from the blood of Jesus, mm-hmm. the sacrifice of Jesus, that's the only thing that makes me right to the God. I am not a, I'm not an okay person who sins. I'm a terrible black-hearted sinner who is saved by the grace and blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when I recognize that, that I recognize my position and I recognize God's position and my position is beneath God because he, he alone is worthy. He alone knows true justice in this world. His judgment is right and pure and his love is immeasurable upon me. I deserve none of it. Mm-hmm. And it all comes from him. So when I recognize my place because of my sin, man, it only elevates how much better God truly is. Right, it moves me to worship. Yeah, that's like who we are in church, like where people say, oh, church is full of hypocrites. Like, yep. Yeah, you, you would Hypocrites be and sinners <laughs> all abound, covered by the blood of Jesus. Yep, working on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just one of those things. But, well, that's it. Do you have any other, like, lasting little comments you wanted to say? Any other songs you needed to sing <laughs> that you didn't get out on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, won't be singing for a while, that's for sure. Uh, no, I think if you weren't here Sunday and you're listening to the podcast, uh, we did talk. Uh, we've hired a children's minister. Jenna okay. Dufresne yeah. is coming to join the team. We're super excited about Jenna mm-hmm. uh, coming from Missouri. She'll be here actually June 4th just to hang out with us, but but starts mm-hmm. June 11th. So uh, be on the lookout come June for 
Pastor Jenna say hi. What um, a good if, time to join children's ministry. Yes, if you're looking for places. <laughs> we have a new person. There you go. Yeah, and, and I think it's going to be really cool. I think there's some great stuff oh, yeah. uh, over the next while that is, that is going to be poured into children's ministry. She has an incredible heart for it mm-hmm. and her desire to see the Bible come alive in creative ways. Man, I am excited to see. Uh, you want to talk about somebody and, and finding fit? Oh, and yeah. that's that's going to be Jenna, and it's yeah. going to be really good for our church and our kids. And so, uh, man, when she comes here, if you're a parent with kiddos, uh, meet Jenna. Say hi oh, to yeah. Jenna. Um, get involved. If you're looking for a cool, fun, energetic way to plug in, oh, it's, yeah. this is going to be there. It's going to get rocking. It's going to be really cool. Yeah. I'm really I'm excited. excited. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm excited to see um, everything that just happens when mm-hmm. she gets here. I think it's going to be really great. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, everybody, for sticking with us for this episode of uh, North Point Plus. Please like, share, subscribe, all of that good stuff, and uh, we'll see you Sunday.